Let me read one scripture and then you can be seated. Praise God. Thank you so much tonight for responding or today for responding to the Lord in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't hear that one on the radio, do you? In my opinion, that one should be played every year, in my opinion. That, that, that tells a great story there. And that's the thing, you know, you and I, we celebrate the Christmas season and that's a good thing. But listen, folks, that's only part of the story. It's only part of the story. It's a big part. Don't misunderstand me. I mean, Jesus came, praise God, and he died, and then he rose from the dead, praise God, but he's coming back. And I'm telling you, folks, this is what you and I, we can look forward to, and this Christmas season can really begin to light that candle in your heart, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Listen to what the Word of the Lord says. I'm, I'm reading in the first chapter of John, the Gospel of John, verse number one, it says, in the beginning, look at somebody and say, when it began, yes, was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. Very, very important, praise God. God communicates to us through His Word. Now let me go down to verse number 14 and let us help us to understand what, what, what we're talking about here when we talk about the Christmas season. And the Word was made flesh. Somebody say Jesus. That's what we do, praise God. And it says, and dwelt among us and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what Jesus brought with him. You know, Moses gave us the law. We can go to the prophets and we can, you know, give them some type of semblance of what they've done. But I'm going to tell you something. It was only Jesus that brought to you and I grace and truth. Truth is something that you and I have got to have. It's, what, it's our template. It's what we measure ourselves with. We don't measure it by anything else. And I don't know about you, but I come very short of the truth on a regular basis. But somebody say grace. Grace is what gives me the ability, praise God, not only to reach up, but to achieve the things that God has for me through His truth in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray for you today. I'm believing that this Christmas time or this season is going to be different. Somebody in this room here today is being transformed. It's already begun, praise God, and it's begun with a hunger in your heart to want to know God. And I'm telling you right now, God is going to give you probably one of the greatest presents you've ever had ever in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for grace, Lord God, the grace that brought salvation that we could see, that we could actually envision. And Lord God, today I'm believing that that salvation message is going to be absolutely just clear. That there's not going to be one person in this place that's going to wonder what this season is all about anymore. And that, Lord God, from this day on, things are going to be different. That, Lord God, you're going to do something for us. You're going to give us purpose in life again. You're going to give us an anxiousness to wait and to long for your second coming in the name of Jesus because you can help us to be right. You can help us to obtain righteousness through your grace. You can help us to cleanse and have every one of our sins come completely completely remitted in Jesus' name. And Lord God, I pray that eyes will be open, that ears will hear what the Spirit is saying unto the people today in Jesus' name. And I give you all the credit and the praise in Jesus' name. Let's give God some honor today. Can we do that?
God, praise God. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. Before I forget, you know, our church um, on an annual basis hosts a dinner or we have dinner on, a, on, on an evening and that's tonight and you are all welcome to come back to that. It's fellowship. We play some games and, and just celebrate and have some joy in the season. Can somebody say amen? And so that's all happening tonight starting around 536 o'clock here at the church. And so you are all welcome to come back to that. Um, the, the 24th, um, which is the, obviously the day before Christmas, uh, we're going to be having a special Christmas Eve service. And with music and that type of thing, we do candlelight service. And it just kind of puts an, what is it, the ominence? Is that what, the ambiance? That's, it kind of puts the kind of a mood in the situation. If you've never been to a Christmas Eve candlelight service, Make this this year. You, you really, there's just something special that happens when we allow the the anointing of the Lord to come during this season. Amen. You know, I, I like what 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 they was said there in that in in that presentation. Every day is a holiday when you serve God. I'm serious. I'm not talking about a holidays that you and I think of. I'm talking about it's a joy to serve the Lord. So plan on being with us. You know, we've, you know, not much left, you know, time left in 2019, but I'll tell you something, God is, is he's, he's redeeming the time. And so we would, we would be honored if you would join with us. Sister Carnan begins at 530. Is that what the time is? Uh, yeah, Christmas at 5.30 here at the church, and that is on the 24th. And so, um, um, and if you're interested, the next Tuesday we're going to be having a, um, a New Year's Eve service, and we're going to bring in the year right in Jesus' name. Point I'm making is there's a lot of good things that happen around here, and we would like you to be a part of it, right. praise God. So feel that you have gotten or just have gotten a personal invitation in Jesus' name. And so the Lord bless you in Jesus' name. I talked about it a little bit before, and I haven't mentioned anything. There's... There's lots of parts to the story that we, we talk about at Christmas time, and of course, I don't know about you, but even as a child, you know, we have memories, hopefully you have fond memories of when you were a child and the anticipation that you would have at Christmas time and that type of thing. I was uh, born and raised in a small town in Iowa. It was, it was, it, it just, you know, Christmas was a special time. Um, but it wasn't until years later, until I was 22 years of age, that I really under, began to understand what the whole thing was all about. You know, Christmas would come and go for me like it probably does for many of you. And, uh, you know, our culture has something called the Christmas blues. <laughs> they say the day after Christmas, everybody kind of falls into a depression, you know, because of all of the anticipation and all of the preparation and things of that nature. And I'm certainly not here to rain on anybody's parade, but that's, that's true. A lot of people do. But I'll never forget that first Christmas when I, after I received the Holy Ghost, I received the Holy Ghost in October. And so I'd been walking with God for a couple of months in an apostolic church, and you guys were tutoring me well, but I remember that first year of, of experiencing Christmas, it was really different for me. And you want to know why? Because the Christmas didn't end on the 25th of December. Amen. It actually just got a good start. Amen. You know, we need explanations. Why is God even interested in us? Why does he do what he, do, what he does? Yeah, and I'm not here to tell you that I have all of the answers. But you can go to Scripture, and that's what we're going to do here for a few minutes. We're going to go to the Word of God, because the Word of God has is, is got a way of explaining things that if you'll receive it, can really, really get through in Jesus' name. I mentioned it before in Scripture that in the beginning was the Word. You must understand uh, the Greek word there is logos. That means the generalness of God, the statement. What did God do? 
Um, I was teaching a Bible study here not too long ago, and I told the group that I was teaching, I said that one of the things that you will find when you start reading the Bible, and that's what you got to start doing, is that you'll find that God declares things. He says things. For instance, in the beginning, he created the heavens and the earth. He tells you how it happened, amen, or he tells you, you know, what, 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 what was there at the beginning, amen. And, and further on in the scripture, he explains it, you know, that God, through the power of his word, was able to create things from nothing. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I haven't been able in 40-some-odd years. I came into the church when I was 22 years of age, and I'll be 65. So it's been going on 43 years that I've been living for God in an apostolic church, and it's been a great privilege. But I still cannot wrap my mind around some things of God. And I don't say that to denigrate myself. I just say it. It's just he's, he's awesome. He's an awesome God. And there's a couple of words that I want you to consider. And I, I'm not here to try to become big, some big theologian. But one of those words is something called, is something infinite. I don't know if you, uh, if you know what infinite means. I, I, I didn't really know the entirety of it until I looked it up. The word infinite means to be limitless or endless. It means that it's impossible to measure or to calculate. Well, that's God. That's who we serve. That it's, you cannot put a measuring stick on God. You can't do it. He is just, he is infinite, you know. And that's why sometimes even after years of serving him, reading the Bible, coming into Bible studies and feeling the presence of the Lord, you'll feel that kind of an overwhelmness. Yeah, it's because God is infinite. He just, he is awesome. He is, and I mean, words just sometimes, you just don't even want to say anything because you can't describe him. Amen. The other word that kind of puts it on the other end of the tail is a word called finite. And what finite means is it means having limits or bounds. And that's what you find at Christmas time. You find that God did that, that infinite God who couldn't be measured, who's everywhere at the same time, all-powerful, all-knowing praise God, limited himself into a body, praise God. Now, that didn't mean that he wasn't powerful, but you must understand that if you ever want to under, uh, really, really grasp the love of God, you really got to get a hold of it through the person of Jesus Christ because that's how, come, that's how we can know that God loves us, that this unlimited God who didn't need anything, who, I mean, could create anything he wanted to, decided, and he did this voluntarily, like the song we just sang, you know, without reluctance. He came down here and enrobed himself in flesh. We call it the incarnation. That's what it is. And it's really a, a viable term, that the Spirit of God dwelt in a man, a human being, praise God. And this is why you and I can get a grasp on things in the world that you and I live on. In fact, I'm going to tell you right now, it's the, really the only way that we can get a grasp on God. There is no other way that you can do it. There's been people a whole lot smarter than me that have tried to do it in various ways, and they have failed, and they've come to tremendous disappointment in their life. But you and I, praise God, if we can look at the person of Jesus Christ, and we can begin to see that God loved, God so loved this world that he gave his only begotten son, praise God, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Isn't that, a, isn't that an amazing message? And you don't get that anywhere else but through Jesus Christ. 
And so you and I must understand, praise God, there are three things that God wants to bring to everybody in the Christmas season. First of all, God wants to you to understand that wherever you're at right now, God is with you. He is. And, I, and you're a lot, probably a lot like me, you know, before I got filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, I, I could feel God at times. I could sense him around, you know, and that type of thing. The creation even kind of displayed that. But, you know, I, I really never knew him, praise God. And, and, one, and, and, and that, so that's the first thing that we must understand, that God is with us. Amen. That's what he did. That was an across-the-board thing that God did. He came into the world. And that word world there simply means you and I, mankind. Another thing that you and I must begin to grasp is that God literally is for you. That he died on a cross, shed his blood, not because you and I were so good. Not because we had the right, you know, family and we were able to bring something to the table. No, I'm telling you something. God did that way, 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 way ahead, praise God. You must understand, you know, uh, uh, the Son of God, praise God, amen. You know, a lot of times people lose grasp of, of that. But that was born at Bethlehem. The only begotten Son of God was born at Bethlehem. Amen. But you must understand, in the mind of God, that infinite God... That one that has no limits, that one that doesn't have to go to a counseling session, praise God, he doesn't have to get my permission to do anything. I'm telling you that, that infinite God, praise God, already decided in his mind what he was going to do. One of the declarations that you'll find in the Bible is found in the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah when it says that God declares the end from the beginning. Try that. You try that. See how good you can get. You might get 50% some week. I always tell people, if I, if I wasn't in the ministry, I'd, I'd get a job as a weather reporter. That's the easiest thing in the world. I'd just say it's 50% chance of rain, 50% chance of snow. I mean, well, how you, you can't be. You know, that's the way it is. And so in our world, we operate by percentages. And sometimes those percentages go up and down, you know, depending on where you're at, what kind of information you have, and so on and so forth. But I'm talking about an infinite God that operates 100%. He's on all the time. And that God who is with you, come on, you've got to understand, he's already there. You didn't even have to ask him. He's already there, praise God, is for you. He's already developed a pathway and a place and a plan that you can in incorporate into your life. I'm telling you, folks, this works. This will make your Christmas every day. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the truth, folks. This is not some, you know, emotional hype, although your emotions can get involved in it. This is the truth of what God does in Jesus' name. And so we understand that God is not only with us, but he's for us. Amen. But the bonus is, praise God, and I might elaborate on this a little bit later here, is that God can be in you. And boy, that one makes a huge difference in Jesus' name. Praise God. Let me try to explain it scripturally. The book of Hebrews, the book of Hebrews is a, um, is a book that I've been studying now for a long time. It's, it's um, um, I call it the, uh, the book that, the shortened version of how to understand the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament. In the Old Testament, they had certain things that God, you know, um, required for them to do. Um, you know, one of the things that you'll find in the third chapter of the book of um, Genesis with the fall of man, this is where Adam and Eve made their mistake, you know, that they tried to cover themselves with fig leaves. 
And so the Bible says that God came down and began to set things in order. And one of the things that he did when he set it in order was he shed the blood of an innocent animal. And he didn't just put um, fig leaves on Adam and Eve. He covered them. And so that was a beginning of something that happened in the Old Testament, animal sacrifice. And I don't want to get into this, you know, in depth, but you can study that out. And I love to teach people about sacrifices in the Old Testament. They are, they are precious. They can teach us a lot. And one of the things that the nation of Israel was commanded to do, that wasn't an option, was they were to bring daily sacrifices. And you must understand that this was for a time. And what was it a time of? A time until the real sacrifice came. And that's what happened in, in um, you know, when Jesus came onto the scene. Listen to what the first chapter of the book of um, Hebrews says here. Let me read it to you. Verse number one and chapter number one. The Bible says there, and I'm reading out of a King James Version Bible, it says God. Everybody say God. It says who at sundry, the word sundry just means different different times, and in diverse, the word diverse just means various, so different in various ways, okay? God spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets. That's what God chose to do, and you must understand that all came because of his word. In the beginning was the word. God created communication, and so that's very important. So God would communicate to people in the Old Testament in various ways. That's what it's talking about there. You know, for instance, you know, Moses, when he had his 40-year hiatus, when he went, went to be a, a shepherd, you know, on the backside of Sinai, the Bible says one day he looked up on that mountain and, um, and he saw a tree that was, that was burning, literally. And the, the unusual thing about it was the tree wasn't being consumed. Now, you try to do that. But you see, an infinite God can do that. I hope somebody here today can get an understanding of who you really serve, praise God. Amen. This is not a threat, folks. This is a privilege that an infinite, limitless, can't even measure him, God is interested in you today, praise God. And so the Bible says when Moses approached that tree, he began to um, hear a voice. And that was God communicating him through uh, a tree, praise God. You say, well, do trees talk? Well, God sometimes has to get our notice. He does. And so he will put things in our life, you know, and he will use them. But, you know, that tree began to communicate to Moses. And so you must understand this is one of those, you know, those um, diverse and various ways that God would speak. And this is what he would do. Sometimes he would use a man for people like Elijah people like um, um, Isaiah, you know, all of the Old Testament prophets. He would use these people to speak, amen, on his behalf. But notice what's happening here right now. Hath in these last days, and you must understand, since Jesus came onto the scene, we are literally living in the last days. And the Bible says, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son. God has, has had chose to, to do this through his Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. And look at what we can, what we can find out through Jesus. Look at this in verse number 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. One day they went up into the mountain. Jesus took three of them specially. And he went up into a mountain, and all of a sudden, the, 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 you know, the air and, 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 and um, the atmosphere around them just was illuminated. And Jesus became bright. You can read about this in the Gospels. 
And the Bible says he, that Jesus became transformed. He became like, like you know, like, like lightning almost. Well, you've got to understand, he was showing us, praise God, God's glory. The brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. You must understand, in order for that infinite God to reach out to finite people like you and I, God had to put himself into a human body so that you and I could relate. And that's why the Christmas season is such an important time, because we celebrate the fact that that's what God did. Amen. God, the infinite God who cannot be measured, gave himself, you know, a plan, and that plan was to house into a human body. Praise God. And that's how you and I can begin to um, understand the motives and, and, and the directions of God. All we need to do is to begin to look at Jesus Christ. And that's what God is asking you to do this Christmas season. He's not asking you to get rid of your Christmas trees and, and your Christmas list and all that type of thing. But he's asking you to maybe put him at the top of the list. Why don't you begin to look at that great gift that God has given to you? You can read about him. You know, people come to me all the time and they say, well, you know, I've never really read the Bible much or got that serious about the Bible. And that's where I find a lot of people at. It's not that they don't have any knowledge of the word. It's just that they've never gotten really serious about it. And they come to me and they say, well, where should I begin? Well, I believe that the word is the word. You can begin anywhere and God will speak to you. But if you really want to know about Jesus Christ, one of the things that I tell people is start at the beginning in Genesis. But while you're starting at Genesis, go to the New Testament, to the book of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And begin to read those things together. Because Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John will begin to tell you about a character that is extremely important. And it's talking about this son. We're talking about Jesus Christ who came, you know, and, 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 and he lived, praise God, a life that you and I could never live. You know, the scripture says that even in God's limited position, even in his limited position, he never made a mistake. Now, you think about that. Amen. On our best day game, we struggle. But I'm telling you, God, when he limited himself, he was still powerful. The Bible says he was in all points tempted like you and me. That's why God can understand your temptation. Because he gave himself a limitation so that he would. And you must understand that that great God, that infinite God who limited himself into that finite body, praise God, was tempted just like you and I, yet without sin. That's why you and I can understand the right answers when we begin to look to Jesus. Come on, can you just close your eyes right now and maybe lift up your hands and ask the Lord to help you to see Him. Come on, I'm telling you, this isn't spooky. This is not some religion. I'm not trying to, you know, shove something down your throat. I'm really trying to help you to understand that that God, that infinite God is with you. That that infinite God who cannot be measured, praise God, He is for you. And that infinite God, praise God, wants to put something in you called His Spirit, praise God, so that you can really understand the things that He has in Jesus' name. Mm. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Wow. 
I'm telling you, folks, that is, that, that's one of those things that sometimes we have a hard time getting our, wrapping ourselves around. That an infinite God, a God who can, I mean, is all-powerful, praise God, would have that kind of love for this world, praise God. But it's true, and that's what God has decided, wanted to do in Jesus' name. In, in the Old Testament, um, the book of Isaiah, which is a lot of times people refer to the book of Isaiah as the gospel of the Old Testament. And one of the reasons why um, I, I feel is because there's a lot of references made to the Messiah, to Jesus, to God, who he is, that type of thing. In those 66 chapters, you know, you will find a lot of references about God. And I'm not here to go into all of them or any of them and that type of, uh, that type of thing. But what I want you to see is something that was foretold, praise God. Now, this is 700 years over 700 years before Jesus actually came into, into being. This is 700 years before ba- uh, Babylon, or, um, uh, Bethlehem. And, and this is what God was saying, praise God. Look at verse numbers, or chapter number 7, Isaiah chapter number 7, and verse number 14. Amen. Gives us a clear understanding of what God is doing. And before I read this, I want you to understand that's exactly what God wants to give to each one of you. He doesn't want to surprise you all the time. He doesn't want to sneak up on you and wait for you to really get into a lot of trouble before he comes. God wants to start getting ahead of the program with you. And this is what this Christmas can really bring into your household. This is what this Christmas can bring into your personal life, is you can begin to get interested in God, this infinite God who can't be measured. You can begin to look at him through the person of Jesus Christ, and you can begin to understand how he acts, how he operates, what he thinks. And I'm going to tell you something, God can begin to tell you things before they will happen. I believe that's, what, I believe that's one of the greater themes of the, of the scripture itself is that God wants to forewarn us. He wants to give us a heads up. He wants us to know exactly what's going on, praise God. Now, that doesn't mean that we understand it, you know, entirely. It just means that this loving God, praise God, is that interested in you that he'll give you a heads up. Amen. And that's what Scripture will do. Well, look at, look at what this heads up God was saying, you know, 700 years before he did it. The Bible says, therefore, the Lord himself, God's going to take care of some things himself. He said, shall give you a sign. He said, behold, what does that word mean, disciples? Yeah, pay attention. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. If you study the word Emmanuel, it just simply means God with us. So there you are. God was showing us that he'll be here. Don't worry about it. He's not going to bomb out. He's there, praise God. And so you and I can understand that God is there, praise God. Now here's where it gets, you know, uh, really, really interesting is that God begins to show himself on that behalf. And let me, let, me, let me borrow a little bit of the Christmas story here. Look at Luke chapter number one. Let me show you something here. Luke chapter number one. And really, you know, there's only two of the gospels that give us a little bit of an understanding of the baby Jesus Christ. And, and Matthew, he kind of picks it up, you know, in, you know, a little bit after the child is born and, and the wise men come and, 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 and Jesus probably was around two or three years of age by the time they got there. But, you know, really it's only Luke that gives us really a, a, what I would consider a pretty detailed account. And that's why I, I, would, um, um, I would encourage you this year, you know, during this season, take the first couple of chapters of Luke and just read them. 
Just let God speak to you through those two chapters. And boy, you're going to be amazed at what God can begin to show you. But let me take part of that. Look at chapter number 1 of Luke. And let me begin reading in verse number 31 here. Actually, in verse number 30. This is, we pick it up where the angel comes to Mary and is going to let her in on what's going on. Amen. He didn't wait until she was nine months pregnant to say, Oh, by the way, guess what you're going to do? No, he let her know exactly what was going to happen. And one of the first words that the angel said to Mary in verse number 30 was, fear not. It says, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. You know what that really means in my opinion? That means that there are people that will do what God wants them to do. And Mary was one of them. And the scripture says, and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Yeah, Jesus. And the scripture says, and he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He's he's explaining to her exactly what's going to happen. And then the Bible says, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever in verse 33. And of his kingdom, there shall be no end. In fact, that's what's happening right now. It's still continuing. Praise God. And then the Bible says, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be, seeing I know not a man? You know, she's not, she's not doubting. This is not something that says, man, this could never happen. She's just saying, how's it going to work? You know? Well, look at what happens here. The Bible says, and the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Remember what I told you? Praise God, that God is with you. Come on, look at somebody and say, God's with me. Oh, come on, come on. Put those shoulders back a little bit when you say that to that person. Say, God's with me. Oh, yeah, God's with me. Amen. Praise God. And why don't we get those shoulders a little bit further back when we say, hey, look at somebody else and say, and he's for me. Oh, yeah. Boy, doesn't that give you some confidence? Come on, that ought to give you some tremendous confidence that God's not only with you, but he's for you. Praise God. He's not, he's not tripping you up. He's not trying to give you a bad day. In fact, I'm going to tell you something right now. God's trying to make your day. He's trying to give you the best life you've ever had in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you right now, that's God. That's what God's trying to do. Oh, oh, hallelujah. In fact, that's why you're here this morning. Has God thought enough of you to bring you to a, to, a, you know, to a church like this that's just going to take a few simple illustrations and help you to see how God works in Jesus' name? Praise God. And so this is what it is. And so here Mary is. She's, not, she, you know, she's just trying to do what God wants her to do, you know? And so here he's, the angel says, hey, you're going to have a baby. And that baby's going to be real important to this world, praise God. Well, she's just saying, how's this going to be? Well, the angel gives her some insight here. And this is what I want you to understand. If you ever want power, praise God, to live above some of the things that you've struggled with in this life, God's got something for you in Jesus' name. And that is not just God. God with you. That's not only just God for you, but that's God in you. That's what God wants to do. That's what happened to me. I got baptized in Jesus' name on an October afternoon, praise God. And by that next Sunday, I was filled with His precious Spirit, speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance. Folks, I could not, you, you asked me to explain it. I didn't know how it was working, but all I knew is that there was something happening to me. And the thing that I begin to notice, not because I was so smart, but I begin to notice because God was in me, that the Word of God began to become alive. 
life. Come on, can somebody testify to that right now? That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about some, some UPCI or Pentecostal phenomena. I'm talking about how God designed it from the beginning. And God had to take the steps. The first thing God had to do is come down here and accomplish things that you and I couldn't. And then God had to write books. He had to write letters to, to people just like you and I to help us to understand even though that we don't deserve it. Even though that we're not that great. Even though that you and I screw up and we mess up from time to time that he was for us. Come on, this is what God wants you to understand. And then along with that knowledge, praise God, God can help you to get some power inside. He can help you to have power that you've never had before. And that's called His Spirit. And this is what He was telling Mary right away. He, the angel's answer to Mary was, how is this going to work? It was very simple. She said, or He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. And the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, also that holy thing. I don't believe that's disrespect. You just didn't know how to, how to say it. Holy thing, you know. That holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Amen. This is what you and I can understand is that God already has a hand-picked program that he wants to bring into your life. And that program is very simple. He just wants to help you to understand that for all of your life, all of your life, God has been with you. Amen. There's an illustration that, that I think that helps illustrate this a little bit in the book of the Revelation, the last book of the Bible. In one of the churches, um, God gives this, this illustration to that church. And what it was, was he said, behold, I stand at the door. And I knock. And I don't know about you, but, you know, I've, I've gone down memory lane. I, I remember a few years after I received the Holy Ghost, I've been thinking, reflecting a little bit upon my life before I came to God. And there were definite times that I could look back at and say, boy, he was there. There's no question about it. He was knocking on my door then. There's no question about it that God was interested in me then. The only difference is, folks, is that there came a time in my life when I literally opened the door and I allowed him to end. Listen to me as I close this morning, and I hope that your Christmas season is a blessed season. I hope that you find joy beyond joy this Christmas season. But listen to me, sir. Listen to me, ma'am. I'm telling you right now, he's knocking on your door. I'm telling you, he is. And he's not going to kick that door down. He's not going to do that. That's not how God operates. He's going to wait for you to literally open that door. And the scripture says as soon as you do that, he will come in. He will come into your life, not as some, you know, know-it-all dictator, but as a loving father that is interested in you. That God who is with you, whether you want him or not, praise God, amen, wants to come in and begin to have a communication. He wants his word, praise God, that was made flesh to begin to communicate to you this season so that you can begin to understand what it's all about. And like Mary, you know, you know, who knows what God would ask for you to do? And the first thing that you might say is, how's this going to happen? You know, I remember when the Lord began to call me to preach and to, and to teach, to do what I'm doing right now. I'll never forget, we had an upstairs apartment in, um, in Dubuque, Iowa, and God began to deal with me, you know, and, I, and what I mean by that is he began to talk to me about doing his work. And my first, the first words out of my mouth were, God, there's no way. 
I, I said, there, I mean, you're, you know me. I'm just a, you know, I'm Donnie Dummy. I, I don't know nothing. And God never argues with truth. <laughs> what God wants to do is he wants to take those reservations and those inadequacies and he wants to give you power from on high so that you can accomplish the things that he knows that, that can happen through him. And that's why having God with us is the first thing. I hope that there's nobody that will walk out of this room here today that will wonder whether or not God is with you. I hope that that fact has been absolutely stamped into your heart. I hope that in the next coming months, through your inquisitiveness and through your hunger of the Word of God, and we certainly invite you to come back to this church because we do plenty of that here. But I'm hoping that in the next weeks and months, through your inquisitiveness of the Word, that you will begin to understand that God is not some person that's waiting to send people to hell. In fact, the Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. God has a plan for you. Amen. And if you'll become like Mary and you'll say, how's this going to work? And then he'll explain it to you and then you'll begin to do it. I'm going to tell you something. Things will begin to happen in your life in Jesus' name. Because here, watch this. The Bible says, I'm still in, in, in Luke 1 and verse number 36. God gave her an example. There was a woman in her life, Mary's life, named Elizabeth who could not have children. And the Bible says that God, through his ability, gave her the ability to do that. And that's where, actually, that's where Mary went. She needed a witness. She needed to know that, hey, I'm not the only person on this earth that God's doing something special for. And so that's why in verse 36, the angel said, Behold thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age, and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. See, God wants to put a was in your life. Amen. And so the Bible says in verse 37, something that is absolutely across the board, but so true with an infinite God, for with God. See, there it is. Now, I'm not talking about your little wish list. I'm not talking about all those little things that you want God to do. No, I'm talking about the God who is with you will begin to explain why he's for you. And then once you begin to get the understanding of what he's for me, you'll be willing to do anything for a God like that. And God will lead you down a pathway where you're going to begin to receive the real, true blessings of God. And one of the true blessings of God is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That is not God only with us. That is not only understanding God is for us, but that is God in us. Amen. If you read those Gospels, you're going to find that that's one of the dialogues that Jesus had with his disciples right before he died. He was trying to help them to understand that I'm going away, but praise God, I'm going to send something into your life. And that what he sent into, into their life was the same thing that got a hold of Mary. It's called the Holy Ghost. You can even call it that holy thing if you want, but you're going to find out that that's power. In fact, Jesus, one of his last statements he told those boys was he said, you're going to receive power after that the Holy Ghost come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me everywhere, praise God. And this is what God is doing in this world today. Amen. And it all started, or not started, but it, it, it began to become completed when he came down from his glory. This infinite God who limited himself in a body. Amen. Now, I'm not talking about the, Jesus was all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. 
He was powerful. He could step on the on a bow of a boat and say, peace be still, and the weather had to obey him. Now, that's pretty powerful. But you must understand, with, with God being in Jesus, he was limited to space. That's why God said, it's starting here with Jesus. And now I'm going to continue it on. And as you go through the progression of the New Testament, you're going to find in the book of Acts that the Holy Ghost was being poured out everywhere. And that's what God did. But here's what I want you to see. The Bible says in Luke 1, and I'm, I'm just about done here. The Bible says that when, when Mary was given an explanation of what was going to happen, praise God, she had to accept it. She had to come to a terms that this infinite God knows what he's doing. And she made a statement here that I want you to consider. And that statement was in verse number 38. The Bible says, and Mary said, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. Now that is something, sir, that I would like you to consider this Christmas season. Do you really want a gift that keeps on giving? Do you really want a gift that keeps on doing things in your life? Well, I'm telling you something. What you and I have to learn is from the beginning. In the beginning was the, yes, and the word was God. God does what he says and says what he does. And so you and I have the ability to take this God who is already with you. You didn't ask for that one. But that one, you got that. This God who is already with you, praise God, wants to help you to understand why he's for you. And then he wants to give you the power, praise God, to be a light in this world, praise God, like you have never, ever been before. Now, that's not reason for you to get a big hat size. That's, for, that's a reason for you to get deeper and deeper and deeper involved in the love of God. That's what this season is all about. That's why people, praise God, are running to and fro. They're frantic. They're trying to accomplish things. And you must understand, we can accomplish a certain amount of things. But there's only an infinite God who can accomplish everything that he has for us. And so I'm hoping this year, praise God, that this Christmas season... Amen. Maybe you can start becoming more of a part of what we're doing. And I'm not saying that we have a corner on the market. We're just saying that at this church, praise God, one of the things that we promote is two things very, very essentially every time we get together. That is God's word and that is his spirit. That's what we're interested in. And between those two things, man, God can do a whole lot of things in Jesus' name. Now listen to me, folks. I, I don't think, I don't know if I've ever done this in a Christmas message just right now, but if you're interested in a deeper relationship with God, you want to see this God who is already for you and already with you, but you want to see this God maybe come into you, I want you to stand right now. I'm going to have a special prayer for you right now because I believe God wants to do this this Christmas season. Amen. Mm. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you begin just, just by having faith right now. And I'm just going to, uh, just close your eyes. Maybe lift up your hands. Maybe lift up your voice right now and begin to talk to him. Just tell him what you want. Give him your Christmas list right now. In Jesus' name. There you go. There you go. Man, I feel the Lord. Come on, I'm telling you, God is right now. He will not, he will not leave or forsake us. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. He will bring true joy into your life. In Jesus' name. 
Oh, hallelujah. God, in the name of Jesus, nobody to be the same again. Nobody in this room right here. I pray that there's nobody that will walk out of here with depression in the name of Jesus. That, Lord God, that's been defeated. That, Lord Jesus, that you have given us the message of all messages today. Yes, that your word in spirit, Lord God, is, is here. It's with us, Lord God. And now it's for us, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And being for us, Lord God, you literally, Lord Jesus, are going to give us a great gift in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus.